Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington. Ooh, almost ran out of breath there. <laughs> I started off on a uh, mid-breath and uh, that's what you get. Anyways, uh, so this is episode number 232 of the TR Expert Talks. And today we're going to take it back to the gym. Today I want to talk about how you can prevent your hip and knee pain. Yes, I know. A lot of people have asked me about this. I've actually had a, probably a few episodes on this. But... You know, when you know something, you just want to make sure that you get every single angle. Because, you know, every episode I probably don't get every single thing. But, you know, if you kind of combine everything that I've talked about, you probably can get a pretty comprehensive plan to prevent your knee and hip pain. So here's another one for you to help you out with your knee pain. Anyways, before we get this episode under underway, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and uh, share this podcast as well as write a rating or review. If you're on iTunes right now, that would be uh, you. That would apply to you, you know, rating and review. Uh, if you're listening anywhere else, like on Spotify or Bullhorn or Google Play, I believe you have the ability to at least leave a rating. I don't think you can write a review. I might be incorrect about that. But hey, check it out. If you're on there, take a look. And drop something on there for me. I would really appreciate that. Anyways, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode number 232 of the TR Expert Talks. How to prevent knee and hip pain. Lego! All right, so let's go ahead and talk about this. You know, a lot of people have asked me over the years, you know, being a personal trainer and all, how they can prevent their knee and hip pain, especially runners. You know, I have a lot of runners that tell me they have knee issues and stuff like that, and they always tell me that they don't know why their knees hurt because they try to stretch as much as they can. And, you know, while stretching is good, a lot of times the issue is not just the fact that they're not stretching properly. You know, they may be uh, stretching improperly. They may be stretching properly, but that's only part of the solution. The real solution here is obviously changing your behavior. And uh, the thing that is causing your knee and hip pain, for the most part, is uh, the fact that we live in 2019 and most of the time it was spent in a seated position. If it's not in a seated position, it's with your head down in your phone. Both of those are really not good things to do, and I'll tell you why in just a, in just a moment. You see, the thing is that, like, as I said, we live in 2019, but our body was designed not to sit all day. You know, we're, we're designed to move around. We're not designed to be immobile brains that are simply just putting out information or receiving information. We are uh, meant to move around the world. We're meant to explore the world, uh, not, not via YouTube or Google uh, Earth. We're meant to explore the world with our own two feet. So that being said, uh, because we have yet to evolve so we can... Um, essentially sit for hours and just do live our lives we have to move around so the reason why a lot of people have this issue as i said is because they spend most of their time in a seated position and with their head down and i've said this before and i'm going to say i think it's worthy to mention it again is your body essentially adapts to the environment that you put it in so 
If you're going to be sitting for hours at a time, your body eventually is going to adapt to that by shortening your hip flexors. Why it shortens your hip flexors is because when you're in a seated position, you put a lot of stress on your back. Uh, you know, you think about it, you're in a, you're in a folded position, and essentially what happens is that all that stress from your torso has to go somewhere and it's going to go right into your back. So what your body does is it helps your back out by shortening your hip flexors and making them uh, tighter, less, less mobile. So essentially your hip flexors become an extension of your lower back, which they shouldn't, and at least not in that case. They should become, they should be an aid to your lower back in a lot of cases, in a lot of situations, but they shouldn't be an extension of your lower back. Your lower back is built for one thing and your hip flexors are, de are designed for another thing. And if you essentially compensate by making your hip flexors part of your back, well then you're going to experience some serious hip pain because what happens, as I said, you shorten your hip flexors and you make your hip flexors tougher. So not only are they shorter, but they also don't like to stretch out, so they're going to remain short. You know, you can shorten your hip flexors and then elongate your hip flexors. You can shorten any muscle and elongate it. But as I said, your body tends to adapt to this environment that you put it in. So if you constantly sit, your muscles, especially your hip flexor muscles, are going to be less apt to stretch out because they're going to be more, well, they, they don't have a brain, but they're more concerned with protecting your lower back. So essentially what happens is that you're going to have to do what's called a SMFR or a self-myofascial release. See, this is a little bit more than stretching. Now, stretching is, is very good for helping you increase your muscle uh, mobility and increase your flexibility, so to speak. But there's something to be said about foam rolling. And what foam rolling does is essentially, uh, your myofascia is essentially uh, the, the, the stuff that composes your muscles, I guess. I'm trying not to use too much jargon, but essentially it's what your muscles are made of. And it covers your whole body. Your myofascia is essentially the largest, largest organ besides your skin. It lays right underneath your skin and essentially wherever you have muscles, where you have myofascia. So it is the biggest organ in your body and it tends to tighten up if you don't use it or if you use it improperly. So what you can do for your hips is you would lay on your stomach and you would have the foam roller underneath your hips. You can roll that way, you can roll out your front of your hip flexors, you can roll out your quads, or aka the front of your legs, and that'll help loosen up your, your tight hips. And also actually will um, subsequently help out your knees because you're, a lot of times people's knees get tight because their quads are tight and again that's the front of your leg and uh, uh, for some for some people it's also because of the side of their hips are tight that's the IT band so you want to roll the front of your leg and the side of your leg and I, I don't want to neglect the inner thigh as well because that's uh, something that a lot uh, that some people have an issue with uh, the thing I say about that though is for the most people, for most part, a lot of people, if you're sitting, you don't have a really strong inner thigh, so it's kind of like more or less like loose, flaccid. So you don't want to do too much foam rolling on areas that are already really loose because that's just going to make them even looser, and it's going to prevent them from you know having the stability that you need to help you uh, stay upright or at least keep your your structure in place. 
So if you find a spot that's really tight, that's painful, well, then you're in the right spot. If it's really loose and kind of like you don't feel anything, you probably shouldn't be foam rolling that just because it's most likely doesn't have enough muscle tone and the foam rolling is just making something that's already not really doing much do even less because it's going to be even more stretched out and not really, not really active and not really able to uh, help support and do its function. So you want to foam roll your hips. That's probably the most important thing. I always tell all my clients that you, that's like the first thing you got to do is foam roll. And there's, there's not a lot of studies that prove that foam rolling works, but there's a lot of anecdotal, ed, anecdotal ed, evidence. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. Anyways, there's a lot of evidence uh, from people that say that it works, and I can t- attest that it also works for me. And it's worked for a lot of my clients. So even though there's not a lot of actual hard, hard science, hard evidence uh, to promote foam rolling, I think the I think the uh, for the most part though, because it's a relatively new thing, the jury's still still out. But I mean, the Russians have been doing it for years and years and years, like hundreds of years, and uh, we just started doing it now. So. That is something that you, uh, you should definitely consider if you're having anything uh, going on in your hips and you want to loosen it up. Uh, some stretches that you can do to help you stretch, uh, help you make sure that you keep that pliability in your muscles. Uh, one is good for your, your hip and your knee. Uh, you want to do what's called taking a knee. Essentially, is what you do is you put one knee on the floor, you put the other foot in front of you, so your knee, the knee that's in front is at 90 degrees, and the other knee is going to be directly underneath your body. And all you're going to do is just reach up towards the sky. And what that does is it helps you uh, stretch out your hip flexor and your quad. So what that's going to do, if you have tight hip flexors, you actually might feel that. And you actually might feel experience a little pain in there. Uh, but if you, if you don't, you're just going to feel a nice, a nice stretch in there. And that's going to help you uh, have more mobility in your hip and knee. Another thing you want to do is uh, you can just... Take a seat. You know, we're trying to. Get, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible because there's a lot of a lot of ways you can do it in the gym, and a lot of ways I could show you in the gym. However, we're on a podcast right now, and I'm trying to give give you the simplest answers. And on top of that, I'm trying to give you ways that you can do that I can explain uh, via audio because some things are just kind of hard to explain, and I don't want you to get all confused and mess around and do it incorrectly. So. Another one you can do that's really simple is you just take a seat on your chair at your desk or wherever you are and you bring your legs out full extension and you literally just reach out and try to touch your toes. That'll help you stretch out your hamstring as well. Another one uh, just kind of came up is you can stretch out your piriformis, your hips, the outside of your hips uh, that also that connects to your IT band, your iliotibial band, the side part of your, uh, your leg. Uh, you can do this. You can just take a seat as you're doing when you're doing your hamstring stretch, and you just cross one ankle on top of your knee. What that'll do, as I said, that'll help you stretch out your piriformis. It'll help you open up your hips so you have a little bit more more mobility. It'll tell your body that you are moving your hips, and your body will respond accordingly, and it'll open your hips up and make your myofascia and the hip area, as well as the knee area, a little looser. So that's what I got for you today. Just a quick little tip or a few quick little tips on how you can prevent your knee and hip pain. Obviously, you want to make sure that you are not, you know, like doing anything crazy, like, you know, doing repetitive 
exercises like uh, say for instance uh, running without stretching that's not a good deal you want to make sure that when you are stretching you're stretching at the end of your workout not in the beginning because as as I've said in other episodes, if you stretch beforehand, you can imagine your knee or your muscles in general as being like a rubber band. And if you put your rubber band in the freezer and then you try to stretch it out, well, that's when you run a risk of uh, tearing muscle fibers because, you know, you can't stretch out a cold rubber band. So you want to make sure that you are doing your di- uh, doing your uh, static stretching, a.k.a. your holding stretches before your, uh, excuse me, after your workout. And before your workout, you want to do what's called a dynamic stretch. And that essentially is like you moving your body in the way that you plan on moving for the day. So say, for instance, if you're going to wake up in the morning and you know, you, you know you're tight, I would say one thing that you can do that would really help you out is just essentially just put your hands on your hips and do some hip circles. That'll help you loosen up your hips. That'll help you tell your body that your hips are going to be moving today. And that'll help you cue up everything that's in that hip area. And it'll make sure that you are moving uh, more efficiently and using the proper muscle groups. Because if your hips are shut off, then other things start to take over, like your uh, your your lower back and your your shoulders actually you know, take take uh, take a brunt of it because of the fact that if your hips are unstable, your shoulders have to take over, and uh, that will cause some serious issues. So uh, yeah, so that's how you can prevent your knee and back pain. Stay tuned in a couple moments. After this little mini commercial break, I'm going to tell you how you can also prevent your lower back pain. A little extra bonus for you in today's episode. All right, so stay tuned for the conclusion right after this brief message. All right, so I appreciate you sticking around. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, reward you with a little bonus. So I was alluding to this earlier on, like when you put your head down into your chest, you can also cause some lower back pain. So if you're already experiencing this lower back pain, I'll give you the uh, I'll, I'll give you this uh, prevention method, and we'll tell you exactly why you get that lower back pain. So uh, it's really easy actually prevent uh, to prevent this. All you have to do is just try to keep your eye your phone at eye level. You know, try not to let your phone drop down into your chest. A lot of people do that. I, I understand that, but to prevent that, all you have to do is just try to hold your phone up at eye level. Now, the reason why you want to hold your phone up at eye level, essentially what happens when you drop your chin down in your chest, your, chest, your head ends up weighing uh, 42 pounds. So that 42 pounds essentially is, is on the back of your neck. And because your neck is not designed to do that, your other body parts tend to uh, help, help compensate for that, you know, because... After a while, your neck gets tired and you start getting those upper back issues. And so what happens to help support your upper back, your lower back ends up taking over. So if you are bent over, hunched over, then your lower back is going to take over and you're going to have some serious pain. So one way to prevent that, as I said, is to keep your phone at eye level. If you're already experiencing a little bit of lower back pain, well, this is another exercise you can do. Unless you already, unless you have like surgery, if you're having like if you if it's gotten already progressed to where you have like uh, stents in your in your neck, or if you have any fusions in your in your uh, in your neck or upper shoulders, well, then you probably can't do this. But if you haven't gotten to that far, if you haven't gotten that far yet, one thing you can do is literally look up. You can practice looking up, trying to bring your, the back of your head to your neck or to your shoulders if you can, and just do that. That actually stretch out, stretches out what is called your sternomastoid, 
I think a sternomastoid process. Essentially, it's the, uh, it's the muscles in the front of your neck and the scalenes, which is like closer to the side of your neck. Those are the muscles that tend to get shortened when you drop your chin into your chest. So what you're going to do is just counteract that by stretching them out and just bring your chin up towards the sky as high as you can. All right, so that's what I got for you today. I really appreciate you listening whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. I hope you're having a good one. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And as always, keep good company.